You're listening to The Way Here. I can't imagine a world without the gazelle. We need the music. We need the light. We're here to help you save it. You have our support. Hi, Kurt. I called to tell you that you have my support. I've been listening for five years, and I've heard it all. The stuff in Mount Rainier, when Colleen left you, it's been rough, but we're here to help you. Hey, Mike, it's Dylan. I just heard your spot. Yes, I mean, it sounds like things aren't going so well for you guys. Uh, look, I'm actually headed back uh, through Yak in the morning. I think it can help, so I'll see you guys tomorrow. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Hey. I live up in Index, and I listen to your show nightly. Where can we send money? Let us know. Let's save the gazelle. Save the gazelle? What is this? Mike, Mike, get in here. What? I have over 80 voicemails wanting to know where they can send money. What is this? What'd you do last night? Oh, yeah. Uh, change of plans? I, I started a pledge drive. Let's come together as the planet we are. Let's make it happen. Let's save the gazelle. Let's come together as the planet we are. Save the gazelle. <laughs> what were you thinking? Well, it was your idea about cleaning up the planet and all that. I said this was all over, and now you're trying to do some sort of campaign? This is my show. You don't get to dictate what happens here. You brought me on as a partner. You're here to do maintenance, and that's it. What? What about my creative input? What about space talk? It's boring, Mike. People aren't here to learn about astrophysics. They want UFOs. Do you know how many calls I get? The show was tanking before I came on. Oh, like we're doing real great now, Mike. Thanks a lot. I've been busting my ass off out there for this place. Meanwhile, you've done nothing but mope around. I'm going to be the one who saves this show. With what? What's your plan? I don't don't know. A a pledge drive? That's not going to work. We need something bigger. Look, this is my show, and you uh, said we're going to save it, so I guess we got to try to save it. So you're going to help? I guess I'm going to help. Now time to clean up this mess you made. Morning, folks. What a night, huh? We stand here today at the crossroads of success and failure, of faith and reason, hope and doubt. And that's what, that, what is that above us? Is that, what, what is it? Is it a light? Can you see it? Do you see which way it's pointing Help us find our way, and help us save the gazelle. More information uh, will follow. Now, let's get back to it. Let's get back to Harry Nelson. I think you're losing your touch. That wasn't great, was it? No. Lifeline? Seems a little desperate, doesn't it? 
Yeah, well, I wasn't prepared to start a campaign this morning, or however we're going to raise the money for this thing. Yeah, I've never done a pledge drive before. I, I just sort of said it. What, what are we supposed to do? I don't know. I guess we should see what people are saying. I'm going to start going through these voicemails. It's going to be a long morning. I'll go put on some coffee. Thanks. Hey, I just wanted to tell you how much your show means to me. I've been listening every night for 10 years. There really is nothing like it. Thank you for all your hard work. God bless. Hey, Mike, it's Dylan. I just heard your spot. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like things aren't going so well for you guys. Uh, listen, I'm actually headed back uh, through Yak in the morning. I think it can help, so I'll see you guys tomorrow. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye. He's coming here? Hey, Mike, get a load of this. You know who this is? Some guy named Dylan? Hey, Mike, it's Dylan. Dylan Reed. Dylan Reed. Why do I know that name? Uh, he was a DJ for KEXP. Oh, that's right. What's he doing calling here? We went to school together. You know this guy? Well, yeah, I guess he heard me rambling last night. What was he doing listening to our show? Beats me. It sounds like he's been doing some traveling. I. He was driving late at night and switched on the radio? Wait, so he said he was coming today? I guess so. I'm gonna let you deal with this. I don't know, Kurt. This guy's a real jerk. So? Somebody wants to help us. What's he doing now anyways? He's a producer over at KUOW. Are you serious? Yeah, but Kurt, he's a butthead. We can't have him, like, running around the station, ruining everything. <laughs> what are you, 11? A legitimate radio producer wants to help us out, and you don't want him here because he's a butthead. This guy could actually do something. What did he ever do to you? It's a long story. Great, and I, I can't wait to hear it. I'm going to go clean up the guest room. It's almost noon. I know you're probably hungover and in a bad mood, but I'm going to need one hell of a space talk. And I'll just get Dylan's side of the story when he's here. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening. Space talk. You're listening to space talk. To space talk. You're listening to space talk. What's an astronaut's favorite key on the keyboard? That's right, spacebar. Thank you to at Becca Grimm exists for that one. Good afternoon, folks. I'm Mike Jones, and this is Space Talk. Today. We are talking about the creation of a star. Suspended in the sky are billions of balls of luminous gas. But where exactly does all this helium and hydrogen come from? Scientists are now suggesting that galaxies are recycling gas from their own aging stars to create new ones. Who knew that within the creation of these technicolored nebula clouds, we gain witness to the universe's own renewable energy source? And what amazing things stars are! From red dwarfs, to blue giants, to black stars. We'll be back in a minute taking your questions about stars and the recycling of matter. In the meantime, here's Radiohead. Hey, you must be Dylan. It's great to meet you. Welcome. Well, hey, I mean, pleasure to meet you. Uh, did, did you guys get my message? Yeah, sure did. Yeah, yeah. Wow, well, I, I I, cannot believe that I'm here. You listen to the show? Oh, I, 
Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan. Oh man, thanks. Well, welcome. Uh, Mike's in the booth right now doing a show. Here, let me grab your stuff. Oh, great. Uh, wow. So, so this is the gazelle. I, I really can't believe I'm actually here. I, it's bigger than I expected. Yeah, it's not a bad place to live. So, so they all lived here, huh? Like, I mean, George, Marty, Steve, Doug. How do you know all of them? Why, well, my dad listened to the show all the time. You know, he kind of got me hooked on it. Are you kidding? I thought all our fans were just weirdos and conspiracy theorists. Oh, <laughs> we, we, we probably are. But you're the real deal. I didn't think anybody with taste actually liked what we're doing. Well, I mean, obviously the, sh the show wasn't perfect, but, you know, it's, it's got a lot of heart. You know, I'll put it this way. It's, you know, it's sentimental. I'll take it. You know, I kept bothering Brian trying to get him to invite me up here, but... Brian, who's that? Uh, right, sorry. Mike. I, I forgot he goes by his middle name now. So his name is Brian Jones? Like from the Stones? Yep. <laughs> Mike hates the Stones. <laughs> yeah, I guess his parents were pretty big fans. Well, so it goes. Uh, can I get you some coffee? Yeah. Oh, man, some coffee would be great. Yeah, sure. So, uh, have you guys done much of the place since you've, you know, been up here? Hmm, what do you mean? I mean, like the interior. I mean, all this furniture and stuff is... I mean, was this all here when you moved up here, or...? Yeah, yeah, pretty much all of it. Uh, I had a mattress shipped up, but that's about it. <laughs> Man, this is too weird. I mean, this whole place. So you really listen to us? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I grew up listening to the Gazelle. I mean, my dad listened every night, uh, you know. I, and I just went with it, you know? I, You know, I, I guess I remember most, like, Marty's laugh on, like, long drives. That oh, that. you heard Marty. Did you hear Steve, too? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, they were great. I I mean, I was in college when Graham and Shauna were the hosts and kind of got all my friends turned on to the show, and it was, oh, it was when all those sightings were happening, you know, in, in South Africa. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Oh, I guess by the time you and Colleen took over, you know, everyone was already hooked at that point. I mean, you guys are pretty big. Really? I mean, yeah, you you guys are great. Well, thanks, man. You know, it is actually kind of weird to finally meet you. I listened to you talk for over 10 years, and, you know, here you are. Hmm. I guess you know everything about me, then. I know you've definitely maintained this kind of, uh, depressed DJ persona for a minute. <laughs> God, is that what people think of me? Uh, well, it's not the most upbeat show, but, you know, I, I think it definitely fits a certain need. What need is that? Well, you know, um, people are looking for something, and it's, you know, it's, it's nice to have people out there looking for the same thing as you. So they pity me? I'm, no, 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 no. I think that they're rooting for you. It's more of like a, well, I guess a voyeuristic loneliness. People are... Or senior, and senior longing is a metaphor for... Mike, Mike said you were a butt face. <laughs> what? Ex excuse me? A butt face? Yeah, he said you were a butt face. He's right. Well, uh, look, I'm, I'm sorry if I offended you. I'm just, like, I'm, I'm just trying to be out here to give you some perspective. I know. Don't worry about it. It's nice to meet an actual fan of the show. So, do you believe in aliens, Dylan? Oh... Oh, you, you wanted me to answer that. 
Well, it's a show about aliens, isn't it? Uh, I mean, to some degree. No, it is. Well, I mean, there's way more to it than that. I mean, there's the space part and the, and the music, obviously. Well, who's the music for? For the people listening. You don't think it's for the aliens? N- no, no, I I thought that was what the, the beacon was for. Ah, yeah, the beacon. What do you know about the beacon? You know, the it's a lighthouse. It, it's guiding people, or them, to Earth. Yeah, so to speak, sure. I mean, it's just a show, Kurt, you know. When it comes down to it, what does it matter if I believe? Well, maybe you're an alien, then. <laughs> so... You know, they're right. They said you may have gone a little bit crazy while you were living out here. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Maybe. But some big-time radio producer just comes to us from out of the sky. You heard the music, and you saw the beacon, and you followed its light here. Don't you think that's kind of odd? Kurt, look, I'm I'm a big fan of yours, and 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 I have been for years. I can't say that I know whether I believe in aliens... I mean, would it be cool? Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, if they're really out there, what is taking them so long? I mean, aren't they... I mean, why aren't they here? I mean, I, I guess that's my big thing. Look, sure, my dad was a believer, you know, but, like, I mean, he put it on the show all the time. You know, I, I just think that it was more about him really wanting to feel like he was around people like him. Hmm. Did I ever talk to him? Uh, no, no, it's... Uh, sadly, he actually, he died before you mm. came on. When? Oh, 1990. But he, he loved Graham and Shauna. Oh, yeah, they were pretty great. I'm really sorry about your dad. Ah, well, thank you. So, what'd you do to Mike? What? When? Well, he was acting like uh, he doesn't really like you for some reason. So, you know, what'd you do to him? <laughs> wow, you... You really are all over the place. I've been curious. I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it was really anything. He had this thing for this girl in college, and then, you know, her and I went out for a while. How long? I don't know, a year. So he's always just been this moody? Mike's a sensitive guy, you know, but he's always had his eye on the big picture. You know, Boyne definitely wasn't right for him. I, you know, I... I think this show is kind of where he's supposed to be, but, you know, can't imagine him living up here has made him any nicer. Hmm. He's probably almost finished. You want to catch the end? Yeah, yeah. According to Dorothy and Lewis B. Coleman, the material of stars is recycled over billions of years. Interstellar gas clouds collapse to make stars. Stars forge heavy elements and return their gas to space. This material enriches gas clouds from which new stars are formed, and the cycle continues. Each generation of stars is made in part from the ashes of previous generations. And so it goes, folks. So it goes. So go ahead, take a good long look at the sun. Not too long, mind you. But take a look and marvel at the star in our own backyard, billions of years young and still the center of our galaxy. Here's Donovan's Love Song to the Sun. Until next time, this is Space Talk. I'm Mike Jones. Well, if it isn't old Brian Jones, well, that didn't take long. 
Hey, Mike. Uh, great show. Great show. Uh, it's good to see you. So you finally made it up here, huh? Well, if, uh, I guess not now, when? Hey, Kurt, did he tell you you're the reason he got into radio? Is that true? Uh, guilty. Yeah. I like this guy, Mikey. Did you know his dad was a listener, too? Yeah, I did. You knew we had multi-generational fans and you didn't tell me? I didn't think it was important. This means everything. Uh, there he goes again. Parents passing us along to their children. So, Dylan, how have you been? And their children's children. You know, I'm I'm, oh. I'm good. I, how have things been for you up, you know, up here? Hmm, not, not bad. This calls for a celebration. It's, uh, home. <laughs> Who would think after all these years you'd, I mean, you'd be the one calling this place home. I know, right? Quite the turn of events. I... I like what you've been doing. I mean, people are talking about space talk. It's it's good. Well, thanks. I'm I'm still trying to figure some things out. Yeah, I get that. I mean, my first couple years were were rough too. Still got the charm, I see. Look, um, Kurt was telling me that you're kind of upset about Kate. I'm I'm sorry about that. I I really didn't mean to hurt you with that. Whatever, it's fine. I I really didn't think you cared. Listen, up here, it's you just end up with a lot of time to think. And I guess I've been lonely. And I thought about her from time to time. That's all. Yeah, so, I mean, what else have you been up to? Painting, reading, research. We have a lot of time to kill up here. What, is, what does Kurt do? Oh, he, well, he plays the clarinet and, uh, I don't know, walks around. <laughs> oh yeah, right after Colleen left the, uh, there would be times where he would just play clarinet for hours on the show. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, sometimes, literally for hours, there were, I mean, these long, heartbreaking songs. I'm talking like Gershwin or like Moon River. I, uh, that is weird. I mean, I, I guess there isn't much else to do up here. <sighs> you fellas uh, care for some food? Yeah. Uh, thanks, Kurt. I, I was actually just telling Mike about how you uh, used to play clarinet on the show, huh? I mean, come on, how, how come you don't do music anymore? Yeah, Kurt, uh, why don't you play on the show anymore? Mm. Wow, you you really do listen to the show, Dylan. Uh, what else do you know about me? I mean, honestly, what I really know is that you guys are being shut down, so what is the plan? Well, honestly, we don't have one. And see, luckily, that's where I feel I can help. Go on. Okay, uh... I want to do a story about you guys, you know, the show. A story? Well, I mean, you know, we could do interviews with the two of you, I guess show how important all of this is, and, you know, maybe finally garner some sympathy, win some people over. I knew it. You, you just want to use this for one of your exposés. Mike, and you, I mean, you guys are being shut down. At this point, what difference does it really make? Well, I'd like to maintain some dignity. I think it could work. What do you mean? Well, think of the publicity we could get. Look, and it wouldn't be just on you two. It would be about the the whole history of the gazelle. I mean, I'm talking the whole story. Well, but that's been done before. <laughs> yeah, but not like this. Not, not with tape. Yeah, but we didn't start archiving anything until Doug came on in 85. And see, this is where I think it's your lucky day. I, I mean, I have tape. How? Your father. I, I mean, I, I told you, he was a big fan. You have recordings before Marty? Yeah, I mean, my dad recorded nearly everything since the first year anniversary. The ceremony? Yeah. 
The Arnold case? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not in great condition, but I, I have it. You've been sitting on a stockpile of tape? What have you been waiting for? <laughs> I tried calling Mike a number of times, but uh, he never got back to me. Stupid. Sorry. What is the ceremony? Oh, you guys want to hear it? Oh, put it on. What is the ceremony? The gazelle started in 1965, but it wasn't until the next year that George lit the beacon and held a ceremony. We have a newspaper clipping somewhere with the quotes from his speech, but no one's ever heard it before. Until now. I mean, think about it. How much stuff did you bring? Oh, I've got a lot of files that I've, you know, been working on converting, but uh, I guess I've, I've been trying to, con you know, just organize them by date and, you know, find all the key events. Mikey, this could be it. This could save us. Maybe we can find something in the tape, some sort of report or story or... Look, I mean, we, we really don't have time to go through all of it. I mean, there's, there's hundreds of hours. And what do we got, like a few weeks? Wait, so you're on board? I, you know, I'll put together a story, you know, see where we can go from there. But if that's the case, what about all of your connections? Can't you throw some kind of a party, a fundraiser? You want to throw a party to save the gazelle? I mean, it really... It, look, it doesn't work like that anymore, Mike. We got to get the people... We got to get their attention. Uh, give them information. Give them something, you know, new. And you think this can work? I mean, people really haven't heard half of this stuff. We have the history of the gazelle here. I mean, we're talking about calls. We're talking the music, the jokes. You want to save this thing? I, I think this is a place to start. I want to hear this tape. Oh, okay, okay. I'm, look, guys, I'm not saying it's the highest of quality. It's pretty good. I mean, it, it really is kind of just a straight-up radio rip, if anything, but at this point, it's what we got. Um, oh, here, check this out. Uh, we're talking February 14th. This is 1966. There is no door to the planet. There is no opening or closing. No pushing or pulling, nor knobs to be turned. I've tried knocking, but there is nothing but wind and sky and universe. We've seen the stars, the moons, and the planets. But no matter where we go, it's empty, void, not suitable for life. We cannot keep pretending that we are called to be ambassadors. We are hosts of a diverse and beautiful planet. We are keepers of the light and will wait patiently. We are here on earth, come find us. We'll show you the way.